0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Good Good Judgment Judgment podcast. Podcast.
1: Folks, this is a podcast that's purpose is for Georgia judges or anybody else who might be interested in what goes on in the courtroom. Please understand that we are Georgia focused, meaning that we're going to focus our attention on issues that arise under Georgia law. But occasionally we will get
0: into some subjects of common interest. And we really appreciate you folks listening. And as we go to the studio audience, we ask, please hold your applause till the end. All right. Now to the studio. Hey folks,
1: welcome to another episode of the Good Judgment Podcast. I'm Wade Padgett. And I'm Tane Kell. And today,
0: Tane, we have a very special guest, more special than Garen. Yeah, even even more special than our friend of the podcast. Um, Today we're honored to have a a really special guest on the podcast, the First Lady of the State of Georgia, Marty Kemp. Ms. Kemp, we're incredibly honored to welcome you to the podcast studio today.
2: So glad to be here. Thank y'all for having me.
1: So before we get hard to work on the the incredibly important topic of human trafficking that you are very involved with, I I wanted to give the, it's not every day you get to talk to the First Lady of Georgia, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) I mean, you know, that's kind of cool. And we are here in your, is this hometown or adopted hometown? This is hometown. Okay, Brian and I
2: both were born and raised here. Well, actually, Brian was born in Atlanta, but moved here young. So uh, we're both from Athens. We both went to Clark Central. Athens Academy, Clark Central, then graduated from Georgia. He's two years older than me.
0: Whoa. Well, so, Wade this and home. Ref- ref- we refer to as God's country. It is. Here, I, so. mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And I told, actually, I told Blake Shelton that one day. <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. At yeah. his concert. I yeah. did. There you well, go. see, <laughs> I don't even
0: talk to people who've talked to Blake Shelton. Yeah. So, there, so there you go. Um, You've also you, your background just is interesting to me. I mean, you, you've in, in addition to growing up here, you've you've owned a small business, you've taught some yeah. school, you've done mm-hmm. some other interesting of done a lot things. Of, a lot of different things. Yeah, yes, tell my, us tell us a little bit about that.
2: My parents had a travel agency here for years, and so I ran that for them um, for you know, ten ten years probably, and then wow. went to work for Brian and ran was was his bookkeeper. So that oh was that was fun <laughs> for a very small business and um, struggling small business in construction. But then um, I did. Then had three, three girls, so we have a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old, and 17-year-old, and then um, I substituted teaching at their school. Oh, my. And then I was a preschool teacher for about a year and a half for three-year-olds. It was uh, absolutely wonderful. I believe I missed my calling on education because I really commend the teachers a lot, and they are hard workers.
1: I think my mom who listens to my podcast who knows nothing about law oh. is going to is going to find this next question interesting. So you you decorate the the governor's mansion. Correct. For Christmas. Right. And is that something you're doing or like you know. Well, I
2: had someone help me this year, definitely, because it's very overwhelming. You have but you oversee of, it, so to right, speak. exactly. So Do we did a still? Georgia grown theme with the country Christmas theme as well, just to represent everything that Georgia has to offer. Oh, that's great for people to see.
0: Do you still decorate your house in Athens? No. Okay. No, I
2: have one decoration up right now, <laughs> but I can't do both. I mean, it's going to be. Right. I can't gonna...
0: do my own house, yeah, so I right? yeah, it's it's really tough. So
2: we're going to spend Christmas up there. We spent Thanksgiving up there, so we're going to spend Christmas up there as well.
1: Well, that's great. Well, Absolutely. thank you very much for the. So, it, you know, it is kind of interesting for some people who aren't necessarily aware of statute numbers and case names and things like that to to learn a little bit more about you. But, Tane, today's topic is unfortunately much more serious than that. Why don't you uh, fill everybody in on what we're going to talk about?
0: Absolutely. Well, we've invited Ms. Kemp here today to uh, talk about a a topic that she's been very involved in and something that's important to her, and that is the topic of human trafficking. So, uh, Ms. Kemp, tell us a little bit about this topic and and how you got involved in, in being a part of this
2: well, thank you, and I, please call me Marty because I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it's Hilt, hard for me to do know, that with the first please. lady of the
0: state. My mama listens to this sometimes. I'm just too, Marty too, and I'll yes. get in trouble.
2: Yes, no. We once when Brian was elected, we attended a press conference at Atlantic Station, where they had the stop trafficking, and they had 72 buses, which rep- represented the 3,600 children that are taken into human trafficking a year mm-hmm. in Georgia. It was just. I mean, the girls and I and Brian were just devastated. I mean, I was like, I cannot even believe this happens in our great state. So an individual spoke that day who has become a friend of mine, and she is a survivor. She was taken out of her front yard when she was four years old. Mm-hmm. So it was devastating to us. So I just knew with the Super Bowl coming, I needed if I could help and put a shine of bright light on it mm-hmm. that we needed to fight this. So we did, and we— um Form the Grace Commission, which is Georgians for Refuge, Action, Compassion, and Education, just to bring all the, you know, the professionals to the table that are all working on this so we can all work together and see what we can do as a, a larger team.
0: And that's something that you just put together this year, correct? Correct, in
2: January. Yeah. So we've had two meetings and really done some great things. And, you know, the average, the average age of a trafficker is, you know, 14.8 years old and 50% wow. of them are taken into human trafficking by their own family or friends. And I just thought that was just terribly troubling. So anyway, we have been working on some great things. we got a lot of good legislation coming out next year, we passed Senate Bill 158 this year, which was unanimous by both chambers. Which was fabulous.
1: So I'm sorry, I don't know what Senate Bill 158 is. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: So it takes the the prostitution off of a 18 year old and under. They so, cannot be charged with prostitution. So
0: basically, the person who's the victim of human trafficking essentially is not going to be able to be charged then with the crime Correct. because they've been victimized. Right. Essentially, right. That makes well, sense. That, ma- that does make sense. Well, I mean, I, I've read some articles about this topic, and it's been. It's been likened to essentially a modern-day slavery. Right, right. Um, and, and I think it's also interesting, or would be interesting for our listeners to understand that while a lot of the context where we see this, particularly in in Atlanta, or the, a lot of the articles have been written about um, sexual exploitation, but it's also it it also applies in the labor context too, where people are being forced, children and, and others are being forced to uh, to 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 labor in different ways. Correct. Right.
1: Now, where I know that Georgia, unfortunately, we end up being a hub for a lot of things we don't want to be a hub for. Some some awesome things, but but sometimes not so awesome things. Drugs, right Right. now, and and human trafficking as well. Mm -hmm. With your interaction with law enforcement and whatnot, has it been a problem that they feel like they've been able to address? They need more tools to address. What? How does it? They
2: want more. um, They want more tools to address. They want to be more educated and traveling around the state. And looking into all of learning as much as I can about this, the bottom line, you know, it comes down to education and awareness. So we need to educate people on what to look for and actually when they recognize it, what they can do, what their options are to do. I mean, we had Delta did a great video training video for their employees. And because of that training video, two employees were going down to a seminar in Florida. They stopped at a McDonald's, saw two girls, I mean, something almost straight out of their video. Called the police. The car had been stolen, and they got the two girls out of tr- out of harm's way. So the videos and the training do help, and so we have a video that's going to be coming. I'm training module that'll be coming out in January.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, that's so. fantastic. That's something that we as judges would would love to see as Definitely. well. We're, we'll talk about in a minute too some of the things that we that we can do in that context. I, I, I was reading uh, that in 2005, the FBI actually named at the city of Atlanta as one of the fourteen cities who were kind of the hubs for right. human trafficking across the country. But it seems like that was when things started to gain some traction in terms of trying to to bring people's awareness to this subject and and start to do some more things about that. Is Definitely. that basically it? Well
2: and it's not just an Atlanta problem. It's a statewide problem. It's in Polaris uh, said that there was the statistics show that's in 145 of 159 counties, mm-hmm. but I believe it's in all 159 counties. We just hadn't been able to recognize it. So, like like I said before, education awareness is key.
1: You know, yeah. one of the things that I I have a I'm from Augusta, and so we have Richmond County, we have Columbia County, we have Burke County, and some of our surrounding ca- counties are more rural. Right. And if you were to ask a road patrol deputy to identify mm-hmm. signs of human trafficking in some of these uh, counties where they haven't had that kind of training, right? having a module like what you're talking about and developing is going to be invaluable because They don't really always know what they're looking for.
2: Right. And they see a lot out there on the road.
1: They really do. So once
2: they're trained, it's going to be really helpful for them. And they're very, I've I've talked to a lot of law enforcement and I'm very, we are very respectful and supportive of them. They are wonderful to put their lives on the line every day for us. But they want to learn. They want to help. And they, they are definitely coming to the table to help us.
0: Well, I know one of the purposes of your Grace Commission was to get that partnership and make sure that it was solidified with the law enforcement people, and uh, that that commission uh, essentially is about uh, twenty-two people who are twenty-four or twenty-four people who are <laughs> sorry, who sorry. are the uh, who are the various stakeholders. Is that right? Correct. Tell us a little bit about who all is at the table at the Grace Commission and 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 how you're trying to you know reach out to those different stakeholder groups.
2: Well, our co- my co chairs are Jan Jones, um, a Speaker Pro Tem, and. The house and yeah. then um, Vic Reynolds, of course, who is just our director of um, GBI, and he, he used to is be our, amazing. He
0: used to be our really awesome DA I'm in sorry. Cobb County, uh, no. and then you all so great. called him up to the big league. <laughs> okay, look, he was a law
1: student at Georgia State <laughs> and oh, a really? magistrate <laughs> when he was my buddy. So he That's is true. awesome. He is. Amazing. He really is. And he's and got so great, he's got great
0: hair too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he does.
2: But he, you know, we have a lot of um, nonprofit, profit. Uh, we have Wellspring Living. We have a lot of representation from all around, just to, you know, really bring the experts to the table, just to have their eyes and ears out there to help us all work together.
0: I, I was reading an article recently just talking about some of the, because some of the awareness that's been raised and some of the partnerships with law enforcement in this area, I was reading about uh, a raid that the FBI did after a about a month-long operation that rescued um, seven children who had been trafficking victims in Georgia, uh, and and rescued them from that lifestyle. All of so whom great. were under the age of eighteen, mm-hmm. and, and folks who were involved. So so I think you know we're 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 making some incremental progress. for We're sure. definitely
2: taking baby steps, but we're trying to take leaps and bounds. And we have done a lot of good things, but we have got a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And now, we're ready.
1: for some of our listeners, a lot of our listeners are judges. And 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 th- I know that y'all are working on some legislation, but current legislation that we have, current statutes that we have. Um, I think that this comes up in a variety of contexts. For example, it comes up in the context of pimping and prostitution mm-hmm. a lot, right? right.
0: And that right. used to be that really used to be the only way that people saw these charges in our, you know, in our area right. of of the world. Um, and those were at one point in time just misdemeanor charges, and there right. was a re- sort of a revolving door where people would get those charges, they would get out, and they would go right back to what they were doing previously. Um, there are some other statutes, though, Wade, that, that yeah, we deal are. with on a regular basis, many of which came about as some legislative changes that happened just a, just a few years ago.
1: Well, if you look at and we don't try to give all the statute numbers here on the Good Judgment podcast because people are driving and doing different things, and we don't want them to have all that written down. So they can find them where, Tane? Uh, at goodjudgepod.com. Correct. But, but for example, in sixteen five. 46, so 16-5-46, you have trafficking of persons for sexual servitude. 16-6-11 criminalizes pimping a person under the age of 18. 16-12-100 is the general statute for sexual ex- exploitation of children. And then I guess in the last few years, what you have seen is an increase of the other penalties that go with that, mandatory fines, incarceration, uh, inclusion on the sex offender registry things like that 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 Chris Carr the Attorney General and others and the le- obviously the members of the legislature and the governor have worked toward giving us something at the Augusta level or Marietta level or whatever the the tools to actually do something about it when it's finally established and proven now if you don't mind I I guess I'm going to go backwards a step and in we talked about some of these officers from uh maybe less affluent or less less populous jurisdictions and, and and maybe some others know what to look for but frankly I don't think I always know what to look for. Right. Some of this can be very obvious. Some of it can be really subtle. You used a, like a quarter word the other day. What was it?
0: Um insidious.
1: Yeah, insidious. insidious. So so some of it can be hard to identify. Right. Why don't you tell us maybe some of the less obvious things that if you were the Delta employees or a road patrol deputy in a rural county, what they should look for?
0: Or even, or even judges in a courtroom, because yeah. you're going to get people who come before you in other contexts, the domestic context or some other context, who may exhibit some of these signs uh, as well. So, right. So yeah.
2: physical appearance, you know, bruising, malnourished, poor hygiene, um, no eye contact. They don't do it and have any eye contact because the um, trafficker is speaking for them. They have no identification. They don't know where they're you know. They can't give an address or anything like that. So those don't have many personal um, possessions. And one thing I learned just recently is the um, girls do not have any shoes on because that is a, that that prevents them from running away. Which I thought was just wow.
0: I wouldn't you know. Yeah, I would never have guessed that. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that but, either. But yeah, they're
2: very. Um,
1: And one of the difficult things here, I think, is what you're identifying is that that could be for a variety of reasons. That could be because they are being trafficked. That could be because they are just really uh, destitute. Correct. I mean, it could be something else, but if you see those things, you need to start digging. Right. You need exactly. to start looking for, is there is it just purely a financial thing or is there something underneath this? Well, right.
0: Wade, for, for us as judges, you know how it is, for example, when we start to interview children in a domestic context, a lot of times... Things come up that you think, hmm, I need to ask some more questions about that, and it, it's it's the same kind of thing here because we uncover abuses a lot of times that we didn't know anything about in that context. Right. This is a, sounds like it's the same kind of thing.
2: Exactly, it's just that gut feeling, like a mama bear. You just kind of have that feeling, and if you have it, it's better to say something and be wrong than not say something and you know somebody still be held. Prisoner. Yeah, if you're, human a, human if, you're a,
0: if you're a Delta employee at right. a McDonald's, you know, you could just let that go, and that opportunity is gone forever. Exactly. You're never going to see those those two people again. If you're a, a road deputy out on the road, and you're talking to people in a car about a traffic stop, and you see something unusual, you may give them their license back, and they may go on their way, and you never see right. them again. And you could have helped them. Yeah.
1: Right. You know, we hear some of these cases, some of these really tragic cases that become more publicized that... There are probably more tragic cases we've never heard of, but like the some of these young kids who are who are snatched for lack of a better word as a young age, and they did they, they account for how many times they interacted with law enforcement, with defects, with schools, mm-hmm. and nobody because you just don't think it, right. Most people don't think like this. That this is a thing. That this is, you know, this isn't a part of how I grew up.
2: Right. Well, they've lost their childhood. Yeah. I mean, we it, they they have not had a chance to go to a high school football game, go to a dance, go to school. I mean, it, it is just terrible. And they, I want them to know they can trust law enforcement to ask, you know, for help and right and just. I just want to help all of them. And, get and them all out.
1: I guess, it's just frustrating when you hear um, some of the young people who are gone from home for decades and they talk about how many times they they interacted with people that if they had just they known to help. ask right
0: they would have been able to get to where they needed to get but yeah yeah
1: it happens more than we any of us would like to admit yeah. yes
0: well, one of the things I definitely wanted to ask um, is if our listeners should see someone, you know, and they suspect that something is going on. I mean, obviously, they could potentially contact law enforcement I mean, or, you know, defects if children are involved or something like that. But are there other organizations out there that are doing this kind of work that are trying to help oh, uh, definitely. in this context?
2: There's, you know, they can call the Human Trafficking hotline. Um, and they can also there's an app see something say something mm-hmm. and they can download that on their phone or look at that oh, okay. and report anything that they that they see that this feels uncomfortable And law enforcement like i said would rather have look into something that turns out to be nothing and you know or they could go in and help somebody
0: absolutely it's very important. so so i guess one of the, the the big takeaways from all of this is don't be afraid to ask some questions. Right. Um, for example, if you think something might be uh, might be amiss or there's a problem, uh, if you if you want to call the the national hotline, and we'll put all that information on our website at goodjudgepod.com. Um, but if you want to contact somebody like that, get some information. See if right. you can get names. See if you can get a destination. See if you can exactly. get something that's an identifier for those people. Or license tag. License tag. As number. so perfect. important. Yeah, Absolutely. Perfect. Just and
2: let law enforcement check it out.
0: Yeah. Good descriptions of the people and those sorts of things so that, so that you can get as much information um, as you possibly can.
1: Well, Ms. Kemp, it has been an honor for you to come here today. You don't understand that, that Tane gets tired of talking to me, and I get tired of talking to him, and <laughs> so, our listeners are so probably tired of talking to me. I will come back
2: us. anytime. It's <laughs> well, been my honor. Much. Thank you so much.
1: Is there anything else that you can think of that was really on your heart that we maybe weren't smart enough, which would be entirely possible, <laughs> smart <laughs> enough to ask you about? Is there anything else that you thought we needed to include?
2: No, I just appreciate y'all talking about it. This has been an ugly issue that people didn't want to talk about, but we are definitely going to talk about it. And, and, you know, one victim I'm in this terrible industry is one too many for me Absolutely.
1: well when thank the first lady of Georgia decides that it's a thing it becomes a thing and, yeah, and that's the
0: power of the first lady it's uh, a wonderful wonderful people thank you for doing well that.
1: thank you very much and, and, and please on behalf of, of those the, the judges thank you and the governor for everything that you have
0: done to assist us in our process
2: well we appreciate what what they do as well thank, thank
0: you. you folks this is Wade Paget, and I'm Tame Kell and this is the Good Judgment podcast
1: Thank you, folks, for listening to the Good Judgment podcast. This podcast was originally the brainchild of Mr. Doug Ashworth, the executive director
0: of ICJE. Special thanks to the University of Georgia College of Law and specifically Jim Henneberger uh, for their technical assistance and providing the studio for us.
1: Thanks as always to Steven Turner and Turner Up Media, who does his best to get as much of our stupidity as he can.
0: But he can't get it all. We are eternally
1: grateful to CSCJ, the Council Superior Court Judges, for allowing us to handle NJO and their support in this project. Folks, these are our own opinions. They represent the opinions of Wade Padgett and Tane Kale and do not reflect the opinions of the Council Superior Court Judges, UGA College of Law, ICJE, or really anybody else for that matter. You can contact us on our website at goodjudgepod.com, or you can contact us on email at goodjudgepod at gmail.com. Folks, please rate and review our podcast on whatever listening app you may be using. It'll go a long way to help others find the podcast. So, Tane, I guess we better bang the gavel on this one. Anything else you feel like we need to say?
0: No, that's all, Wade. Thanks for listening to the Good Judge Mint Podcast.